VoiceTube Studio presents a refreshing, fun, and informative podcast. Come with us to learn English and explore culture. Join Steve and Winnie on Ride the Vibes. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Ride the Vibes. This is your host Steve, and this is your host Winnie. And per one of our users' requests, we are going to be talking about renting and finding apartments in different countries. Yeah, and I want to just say thank you really fast for offering this this topic because I probably would not have thought about this. And if you're listening to the show, feel free to send us your ideas. If we think it's going to be good for、uh, our listeners and for our style of podcast, we will definitely try to do an episode on it. Yeah, feel free.、Uh, feel free to join our groups. We have、uh, a Facebook group and we have an Instagram page, and that's where you can reach us. Yep. So Facebook at Ride the Vibes or Instagram at RT Vibes Avt. <laughs> I always forget. <laughs>、um, all right, but let's jump right in. So,、um, yeah, when you move to a different country, one of the things you have to think about, non-option, is where you're going to live. Now, if you're a student, this probably won't be so hard. Maybe there's some kind of dormitory、mm-hmm. or housing with the school.、Uh, if you're a tourist, you'll probably stay at a hotel or、mm-hmm. a hostel or a guest house、mm-hmm. or maybe Airbnb now also.、Mm-hmm. But if you're going to live in a different country or work in a different country, this is something you really have to think about.、Mm-hmm. And you're definitely going to need a lot of help. Now, Steve has actually moved to a lot of different places. And lived in different countries, so I would say he's quite experienced. Yeah, I mean, but like we were talking about before the show,、um, my experiences are quite different in different countries. So I mean, I've lived in the U.S., South Korea, and Taiwan, and all three of them are pretty different in terms of the places you can rent and how the process works. Well, I've only ever rented house、uh, a house, but it's more like an apartment in Canada. But we actually rented that place with a friend. Now we can cover that later. I won't recommend、uh, renting a house from a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I do not recommend that. I've never had that experience. Why? Why would you say that though? Did it just like create drama, or what was yeah, the problem? Yeah, well, there's drama. 就是啊，我们讲 drama， 就是中间会有很多像那种八点档会发生的事情啊，就是很扯的事情，我们都叫它做 drama. So there's there's drama, and things got ugly, and、uh, you know maybe. Maybe renting from a friend that you know for a long time is a good idea because they know you more and you know them more. But we're renting from a friend that we've only known for I would say three, four months, and that is when we were in Canada. And that friend is also from Taiwan, so we assume that we can trust the person. But that didn't turn out to be the case. That I guess. didn't turn out to be the case. <laughs> didn't turn. She got greedy. And started asking for our money, and when things broke down, well, this is another thing to consider. When you're staying at an apartment that you rented, when things are broken, do you fix it by yourself, or do you ask your landlord to fix it? Well, I would personally say that if it's cheap, I'll just fix it.、Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, we fixed our shower head,、mm-hmm. uh, the part of the shower where the water comes out,、mm-hmm. uh, recently, and we've def- I will definitely change light bulbs and that sort of thing. But、mm-hmm. if there's an expensive problem, like last week, actually, our washing machine was having a lot of problems,、mm-hmm. and this is not the first time. So I was like, "Well, I can buy parts to try to fix this washing machine, but、mm-hmm. seeing as it's very old, it probably will have more problems soon. I'm suggesting we call the landlady and see if someone else can either come repair it、mm-hmm. or just replace the darn thing because 
So I would say if it's very cheap and it's something that will enhance your living experience, like mm-hmm. having light in your apartments, <laughs> then just do it. Just fork over the like two US dollars to do that. But mm-hmm. don't go trying to replace pipes or any of that stuff. Yeah, if it's like the pipes or the AC or the AC, yeah, the AC and the washing machine or sometimes even the toilet, I would definitely get the landlord. Yeah, because for me, it's kind of like a fun do-it-yourself. Like I want to learn how to fix all those things when mm-hmm. they happen. But when it involves buying a bunch of new parts and it's not really your stuff. It's not um, your house. Yeah, it's not your house. It's not actually your stuff. It's kind of better just to let someone else handle it unless, you know, unless you think you can definitely do it without causing further damage. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a lot of friends uh, from when I was in college. They're all from the south of Taiwan and they come to the north of Taiwan to study. And when they're renting houses, one very common problem that they have is the internet, the Wi-Fi thing. They have a lot of problem with that. What's the issue they have with the Wi-Fi? It's either the Wi-Fi ain't working or it's either the Wi-Fi too freaking darn slow. So you're telling me the Wi-Fi in southern Taiwan is better? No, but some of the landlords, they don't, maybe they don't really consider this as necessary. But with people now, they really need internet to survive. And I feel like, I don't know, what do you think? Do you think the landlord should handle this? Or if it were you, would you just take care of it? The Wi Fi? Yeah, for the Wi Fi or for like internet connection. Um, I would probably take care of that. I think that's, well, I mean, it depends if you want, depends what the problem is, whether there's like a connection problem that like is. A part of the apartment mm-hmm. or whether you need to just like set up wi-fi but i would probably just do that myself but that surprises me because rural areas like kind of like you know chinese like xiangxia, mm-hmm. how say xiangxia yeah those areas tend to have worse internet and worse wi-fi mm-hmm. and you know like big cities mm-hmm. they tend to have better wi-fi yeah well they're not necessarily from like the xiangxia xiangxia Maybe like they're Dong. from like <laughs> Pingdong. That's like way the the, the in in Pingdong. Pingdong has a name in Taiwan called Guojingzhinan, like the south of border or something. It's a very very beautiful place. But yes, the internet connection there is probably might make me angry. It probably will make me angry. But a lot of the students coming from the south, they might be from Tainan City or from Kaohsiung City. These are all like cities. So I I would assume that they have okay Wi-Fi, okay connection. But I do, I do hear them complain about how the internet is working really, really poorly in the houses that they rented. Interesting. I didn't. That kind of surprises me because I don't know. Like the U.S. just has slower internet than most of Asia at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I think Korea has the fastest internet in the whole world. It's Korea? said. Yeah, it's like lightning fast. Um, so I'm kind of surprised at that. But mm-hmm. let's move on back to actually getting the apartment. So. What do you think are some of the major problems or some of the issues you will run into when you're trying to rent an apartment in a different country? Well, I think, you know, when you're in a different country, well, like you said here, language barrier is a problem. Mm -hmm. And also sometimes the picture that they show maybe, maybe was photoshopped. And uh, Photoshop is It's not really real. Like some of these photos I know is not real. And, uh, you know, we have a friend here, Yukiko, sometimes. Well, she actually moved twice and I went to check out some of the apartments that she was looking for. And sometimes you can just you walk into that apartment, you know, landlord, you're lying. (laughs) You're lying. This is not your apartment. That's not what it looks like on the website. That's the biggest problem. 
Okay, so yeah, this this brings me to the very first thing you have to do. The very, very first thing you have to do is research, probably on the internet. So look at Facebook and try to find some groups that maybe have like rental. Like, you know, Taipei, I found like Taipei Rental and Room Share, some group where a bunch of English speakers um, were trying to look for roommates. That's mm-hmm. a good option. You should look for the local websites like Taiwan. I think they use 104. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I was using. But of course, that's going to be totally different if you're using a different, if you're moving to a different country. Uh, yeah. Craigslist in the U.S. is a big one there. But yes, you need to make sure that you look at the pictures, what the conditions are, the rental price, and you need to make sure that the apartments are like what you want. For me, if there's no windows, if there's no light, I will not live in that place because that will just drive me freaking crazy. Yeah, and if it's not convenient enough, maybe it's like really, really far away from the MRT station, even though I ride a motorcycle, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, if the, that entire area, if it doesn't have a kitchen there, and if you're really far away from any of the restaurants there, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, so that kind of falls into the category of what you want. You need to define what you want first. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to live in the city, right, in the heart of downtown? You're probably going to pay rent. Sorry, you're going to pay higher rent or live in a smaller apartment? Mm-hmm. Or are you willing to live more on the outskirts of the city where maybe you can find a, you know, it's going to be further away from all the bars or restaurants and stuff, but mm-hmm. you will have cheaper rent in a bigger apartment. You need to define what you're, where you want to live, how much money you have, you have to make a budget, and sort of what you want in your apartment. Do you, know, do you need a kitchen? Do you mm-hmm. like to cook? Do you need windows and light? Do you need an extra room for like your hobbies? Like you need to figure all that stuff in the beginning. 对,你先,最一开始你就要先找出你自己的需求是什么。Define what you need, that is the most important thing. 然后刚刚Steve有讲说你可以先去看评论, we can check out the ratings, right? You were saying how there's Craigslist. In Taiwan, there's actually, well, it's it's kind of like a social media thing where people can share their experiences up there. They write stories about, you know, what they experienced. It's called D-Card. Card. It's a uh, mostly it's mostly students, but a lot of a lot of the students they either go from uh, the north to the south or from the from the south to the north. They would have like um, these pages where they talk about, hey, don't rent from that landlady because she might mess you up or something. So you actually get references. Yeah, that's very useful. So use your online tools for sure mm-hmm. and know what you want. That's obviously like the very first place you start. Mm-hmm. And then um, comes the fun part where you get to have you have to go and actually look at all these apartments, and you're going to start noticing stuff you don't like immediately or stuff you really like. And the other issue is it's very competitive, right? There's a, sometimes you're literally looking at the apartments with other people who also want to rent apartments. Mm-hmm. I know last year I was in the USA when my girlfriend was trying to find us an apartment. I felt really bad because she had to go to like ten different apartments by herself. By herself. And she kept saying that. She's like, oh, my God, there was like three other groups of people that were looking at this apartment at the same time. And apparently apartments in Taipei City just go like crazy fast. Mm -hmm. They're gone. So the one that you're staying in now is the one that your girlfriend. Yeah. So she showed me pictures and videos of all the apartments. And I sort of gave her my feedback. And we both agreed that this one was the one that uh, best suited what we wanted. Yeah, sometimes because a lot of people are also looking for the the apartment that you're looking for. And sometimes you may check out one apartment and you feel like that's good enough, but you also don't want to miss out on the other good apartments. So this is sort of like a dilemma. You don't know if you if you should make a quick decision or if you should keep looking to make sure that you can find uh, the one that you like the most. 
I think yeah, that's a big problem. That's a really tough call. That's a tough decision because, I mean, that's going to happen. You're going to look at a couple apartments and say, I like this, I like this, I like this, but I don't like this. Mm-hmm. But it's a cool apartment. Huh? Should I get it? And it'll probably be gone soon if it's a decent apartment. Yeah. But maybe there's a better apartment. So you sort of have to juggle that. Mm-hmm. And defining what you want really will help you with that process. That's what really kills me. I really don't like making. Well, I actually like Tough to making make quick, <laughs> quick decisions. But when it comes to a place that I know I'm going to be spending a lot of time in, I probably would uh, blow up, try to make a decision. Oh, it is tough. It's so tough. I mean, I found it easier in the U.S. because um, I just I was able to do everything on my own. Right. I could speak English. The landlord spoke English. I took my car and just drove to all these apartments and I felt like I had full control. Mm-hmm. But in Taiwan, I found it so much more stressful because, you know, there's so much stuff I didn't understand, especially my first year in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there's a lot of pressure to pick an apartment really fast because, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to stay in a hotel too long because I didn't have a lot of money saved up when mm-hmm. I first came to Taiwan. And yeah, it's really competitive. And so many of the apartments were either above my budget or mm-hmm. like just lacked certain things. Like many apartments in Taiwan have no kitchens and that mm-hmm. drives me crazy. Yeah, because it's cheaper to eat out in Taiwan. And I think a lot of people, especially this generation, we go out to get food because it's cheaper and you get so many choices. Yeah, I agree. I actually really love that. Like, I'm not complaining about, like, the food cost here. Mm -hmm. But for me, like, if I want to eat healthier and I don't always want to eat in the restaurant, so maybe Mm -hmm. I want to stay home and work on something as I cook, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just nice to have a kitchen. And it makes it easier to wash all your dishes and wash your stuff. I find mm-hmm. I don't I didn't like having to wash everything in the bathroom. It just made my apartment dirtier, I think. Steve likes to bake brownies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't bake anything. <laughs> I'm terrible at baking. I thought you're a baker, but anyways, I think we can talk about the differences between the styles of houses and apartments, you know, in different countries. Sure. So I mean, you mentioned one uh called a studio mm-hmm. or a flat. Mm-hmm. Um, the, both of those names are common, despite the fact that Wikipedia tells me that flat is very UK. Um, I'm very, very familiar with that term. A flat is basically your one bedroom apartment. Uh, it's a big room that has everything as your kitchen, your bathroom. Well, your bathroom will have a door. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have your, your bedroom, your living room and your kitchen, probably in one giant room mm-hmm. with very little walls. So it's a very open space. Some people really like this. It would actually make you feel like the space is bigger somehow. I would feel like that. Yeah, but the disadvantage is there's less privacy. Um, so flats and studios are often for one or two people because mm-hmm. you don't want to live with four roommates in a, a in an apartment that basically has no walls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have absolutely no privacy. You can't do anything weird. Yeah, weird, like, yeah. Like picking your nose, <laughs> something like that. But I would prefer a flat. I don't think I can handle roommates because I'm like really picky with people. Well, that's another big difference is in the U.S. you kind of have to have roommates, at least in your 20s, because the rent is a lot more expensive. Yeah. So I used to live with three other guys when I first uh I lived with one guy first, one of my college uh, friends, mm-hmm. and then we moved into an actual house. We actually rented a whole house, which mm-hmm. was awesome. But I lived with three other guys in that house. Uh, your house is like a townhouse? No, it's a legit legit so- house in the suburbs. It had two floors and a basement, a whole kitchen, it had a garage for the cars. It was a legit house. Yeah, <laughs> a legit American house. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, we don't really get those houses in, well, at least in Taipei we don't, but in the South or... Or um, you know the the suburbs of of Taiwan, we get those houses. I I actually don't really see those often here. 
in no, Taipei? No, I think they're very expensive in Taiwan because mm-hmm. of the limited space. Yeah. There are some very rich communities I've discovered um, mm-hmm. like coming back from hiking where they do have houses mm-hmm. and they're really nice. But, <laughs> yeah. but I think in Taiwan, they're very, it's, a, it's a very luxurious thing to have that much space. Yeah, I think we have limited space in Taiwan and all the houses that I've ever lived in are pretty tiny. Yeah, I mean, small space, a lot of people, that's going to kind of happen. Um, I think in but in Korean, you know, I'm, I'm so angry. I forget the name of these apartments in Korean. But in Taiwan in Taiwan and Chinese, you know, you call them like Taofang. Taofang, yeah. Do you want to talk about what those are? Taofang, uh, they have, they, you have a bed there and you also have a toilet, your own bathroom with mm-hmm. you. and But you don't really get a kitchen. It's just you have a room and then you have a bathroom, something like that. Yeah. I've lived in two Taofang before and I did not really like it. It was too small. However, Korea, I had kind of a Taofang style, mm-hmm. but it was a little bit bigger and it had an actual small kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could deal with that a bit better. Yeah, I, I would like that too. So it's kind of like a flat, but it's a lot smaller than a flat. Yeah, I think so. And someone actually told me maybe it's technically Japanese style. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to have to find our <laughs> Japanese friend to tell us that answer. But yeah, my, you know, my ideal type of living is actually living in townhouses. Like, I, I, I don't want to go live in the rural areas, but I, I want to have a townhouse in the city. And I don't know, like, how rich I have to be to make that happen. Well, living, uh, I don't know either. That's going to be <laughs> quite a bit of money. Uh, just living in the big city in general. If you want, if you want any space at all, mm-hmm. it's like you pay an arm and a leg, which is a good phrase for today. Yeah, <laughs> an arm and a leg. Would you like to explain that in English first? Some, if we say something cost an arm and a leg... It just means it costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like I'm giving up my arm and my leg mm-hmm. uh, to get this item. So I'm basically giving up so much stuff to have it to get this or so much money. But you don't really lose your arm and a leg, of course. Yeah, of course. You, that, that would be like some kind of scary movie. You can't really afford it. But it well, you can afford it, but you're gonna you're gonna have to spend a lot of money on this one. Exactly. Yeah, so living in a big city usually costs an arm and a leg. I am much more relaxed living in a quieter area, more mm-hmm. rural, so I actually can't wait to get out of the city personally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm a city person. I like to go I like to go to bars. I like to go out for a night stroll in the city. I like to look at the tall buildings, but you're complete opposite. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I don't like to go to the bars. I do like to go to bars and restaurants. I understand the convenience, but I am much more comfortable just living on the outskirts of the city or mm-hmm. in a smaller city where I can escape into nature for a little walk or something. Mm-hmm. Get some trees. Some, you know, I, need, I need something bigger than a park. Some fresh air. Yeah. All right. So I guess now we're running out of time. I think we should give our listeners some of the tips of living abroad. Sure. Do you want to start with number one? We'll start with number one, living abroad. I think one very important thing is oftentimes when we're stressed out moving to a different country is because you don't know anyone there. But now we have Tinder gold. So a good a good way of meeting some people before before you go to um, a different country. I mean, you don't want to get lost there and you're going to need help. If language is a barrier, you're going to need help. So Tinder gold or Facebook is actually a good way to find out uh, who lives there 
and uh, who are some of the people that wants to meet new friends. And you can reach you can reach out to them first and you can actually get some help before you move there. So that's a little tip from me. I totally agree with that. Facebook is amazing for finding new social groups. Mm-hmm. Um, another tip I would have is to do your research before you leave. Mm-hmm. Don't just get to your new country and have no idea what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> that's really scary if you think about that. Because yeah, honestly, I kind of did that with Korea. Granted, in Korea, my school paid for my apartment. But when I first got to Korea, I had no cell phone service. I just got on this bus that took me to the city I was going to live in. And then from there, I had no idea where to go. I had taxi guys that were trying to hustle me into their taxis. And I was like, oh, my God, where do I even go? Oh. All I had was an address. And so I showed these. I showed this taxi guy this address and I walked around for like an hour in this new country, in this new city I'd never lived in, just looking imagine. for my apartment at like 10 o'clock at night. So maybe just use Google Maps or try to do some research and find out like where your apartment is. Or maybe buy like buy a flight that's like earlier in the morning so you have enough time to like walk around and find the address. Yeah, that's a good idea. If that's possible, my school bought my flight, so yeah. I didn't have that choice. But yes, that's a, that's a very good tip. Mm-hmm. Do you have something else for the listeners? Now, my last tip is a weird tip, I would say. Uh, Last year, my sister moved back to Canada, and I asked her to pack. And I would say we overpacked, but it's a good idea to overpack because you never know what you're going to need. And it's always easier to throw things away than buying things that you you didn't have. So my idea of overpacking is to make sure that I won't need to spend extra money because moving to a different country would cause a lot, and you don't want to be wasting money buying the stuff that you already have when you were in your original country. See, I'm actually going to use my last tip to disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think you should not overpack. Mm-hmm. You should just bring what you need, really just what you need, like your clothes, the stu- the essentials, because you're going to buy all of that stuff. At least in my opinion, you're going to buy all of that stuff anyway mm-hmm. when you get there. You're probably not going to want to take your old broom and mop and you know all that stuff. Well... Uh, when I say overpacking, I don't mean the brooms. <laughs> you know, don't put your favorite chair in your suitcase. Mm-hmm. Um, pack smart. That's, I guess, what we're saying. Mm-hmm. I think you should pack lighter. Winnie thinks you should pack more. Mm-hmm. But yeah. pack smart. Don't You don't need to bring um, ridiculous things that you're never going to use, but you definitely don't want to be without, you know, maybe your favorite towel or something when you mm-hmm. get to the new the country. The essentials. The baby towel. You yeah. have a baby towel, right? That's the reason why you mentioned that. But I do think well, the last <laughs> thing I will say about this is pack a couple of your favorite snacks or something from your country because mm-hmm. they're probably going to be hard to get. Nostalgia. You move. Yeah, you'll want some of those snacks. Trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Well, what's your snack? Well, this is the last question. What's your like snack that you got to pack? There's, if I had to pack a snack, see, I'm lucky because in America, a lot of our food's actually found around the world. Mm-hmm. So I think the one food that I really miss from the States um, if I had to choose one, that's a really hard question because I don't eat a lot of snacks. Actually. Yeah, the one thing I miss is probably beer, craft beer, because there's so much good craft beer mm-hmm. in Maine where I come from. Jingyang Pijo. Yeah, I feel like I have to. I brought back like 20 or 30 bottles last year. <laughs> Your like, entire luggage is just filled with beer. It was like 50% beer. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. And I like to bring maple syrup because I love maple syrup. And um, you can get maple syrup in other countries, but it tends to be very expensive. Yeah. Because it's not local at all. And mm-hmm. so why not just grab something local from my state and just bring it back? All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to be about all the time we have for today. I know there's a lot more stuff on this topic we could talk about, but we're out of time, unfortunately. And hopefully we can return to this topic later if you guys mm-hmm. like it. So thanks for listening to the episode. Be sure to check out the weekly blogs 
in the Facebook and Instagram group. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Or we will see you guys on the next episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, are you trying to get rid of me? <laughs> <laughs>Thanks for listening to Ride the Vibes. We're glad you enjoyed the episode. We want to take our show around the world to reach new listeners. It would be totally awesome if you would like, share, and subscribe. You can now find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Wherever you are, we'll be there waiting. We're also now on Instagram. Find us at rtvibesbt. And definitely get in contact with us if there's anything you want us to talk about in the future. See you next time, and once again, thanks for listening.